This is Kyle Scarborough, Cult of Wyndham. You're listening to the Insiders Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Insiders Podcast. I'm going to stop doing that because I don't want Adam, I don't want David LaGreca to end up getting mad at me. Uh, he was nice enough to like our post. But anyway, welcome to the show, guys. I'm excited to be here with you guys this week, more so than usual, because we've got a heck of a lot of stuff to talk about with you. We've got a brand new lineup this week and a brand new show this week, really. A lot of changes and excited for those changes and excited to share them with you all. Obviously, in this show today, we have our opening bell segment, which is going to be just some what what's in the news of wrestling what's going on in the world and man so excited with our first episode of this to have a discussion with our friend Gary Cassidy so he is coming on with us to talk about the current events and we will have that coming up in just a little bit after that we've got the new inside the rope segment which is going to be a little bit of a debate style segment between myself and my co-host Jeff Um, Jeff man how are you doing this week buddy Going pretty good, man. Excited about the uh, changes that we're bringing forward and the show continuing to evolve and, you know, really excited about what, you know, we're doing in this show and what we're doing the rest of the week. Yeah, man. Um, and the, I mean, the rest of this show, we got Adam Rotella coming in. He talks a bit about Carnyland and what he thinks that's all about. So if you're interested in Carnyland and NWA and man, who isn't, it's a, it's a big thing that's coming out tomorrow. So he talks about that. And then uh, what, the, what you guys have been waiting so anxiously for, we announced the winner of the faction challenge at the end of the show. And what is next? What challenge is coming up? So that's in the show the week as jeff mentioned full of awesomeness this week in the wrestling world we have an interview with jesse cage so the third in the triumvirate of people who know bray wyatt uh we're we're lucky enough to have kyle and jason baker and now we've got jesse cage and i don't know I don't know. Maybe he talks a little bit about the cult of Wyndham, right? We don't know. So tune in for that. That's coming up Wednesday. We've got Abby's window and Abby's window is live. Ladies and gentlemen, live this week. You will be live with us. We will be talking about, we have Brandy on the show along with Jody as of course, as your host. And we will be talking all things Bray Wyatt this coming Wednesday with everyone live. You guys will be able to ask us questions and we will be able to shout you guys out and answer your questions on the show as well. Can't be more excited for that and then we've got an interview we did with uh, community member dave in real life which we will have out for you guys on thursday and then friday flashback friday we have with brandy and you guys asked for this the best gimmick you voted overwhelmingly for the undertaker she's doing an undertaker piece and you guys have heard her segments before she does a tremendous amount of research on these things and as as always the undertaker can't be done in one show you can't just do one show about him so we've got part one of 
uh, Brandy's Undertaker segment coming this Friday. Full week here, guys, at the Insiders. And as always, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not done that already. And go out there and listen to us on the podcast places too. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, and many others out there. So if you like to do the audio thing, maybe you want to listen to us when you're in the gym. Uh, well, no, maybe not right now, um, but maybe you want to listen to us when you're in your car. Uh, that's still safe, right? Uh, so check it out in the car. Listen to us. Um, we really appreciate it. If you would like and subscribe, give our podcast a rating as well. Hit that five star when you're listening to those also. So let's get right into it. The opening bell, right? Ring that bell because it's time for this segment. And again, thank you to Gary Cassidy. He is with us right now. Let's go and let's start up the opening bell segment. I guess let's just dig right in here. So the, one of the first things I want to ask you is, and we're going to talk about this on our show this week too. Um, and this was something that started going a little bit earlier in the week. What do you think about the whole situation with Sting? Um, I know that, uh, you know, we heard about it via the fact that they pulled one of his toys from the Mattel line that's coming out. And, and then all of a sudden the rumors started flying, you know, is he out of WWE? Is he going to re-sign there? So I put out a post to the community, to our community. And I, and I gave them a vote. I said, where do you think he's going to end up? Is it going to be, is it going to be back with WWE? Are they just going to give him way too much money to allow him to leave? Maybe give him a, 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 an incentive by doing, matching him up with the undertaker, which everybody wants to see, or is he going to go to AEW? So what, what are your thoughts on the sting situation? Oh man, it's an odd one because I, I'm in the same boat as you guys. That's how I found out was I seen a post on Twitter that his, his new figurine had been pulled um, from market essentially or from manufacture. And I was like, oh, that's a bit odd. And then the, the reason I saw that post, um, because I believe it was a, a company on your side of the pond, that wasn't something that would normally pop up on my Twitter feed. The reason I saw it was Cody Rhodes replied to it with, the the trademark um, gif now that he's got of uh, the hand cupped to the ear, uh, yeah. listening from afar. Uh, I saw that he'd replied to that. And then I, I actually saw a previous post, I think it was from a, a couple of hours before, um, where it was that Sting had been tweeting about AEW. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't take a great deal from that because when I looked, uh, this was on the day of Money in the Bank. And I looked back, and he had obviously been tweeting. It was um, it was two things. There was one post about uh, Lance Archer saying that he would have loved to have been in the ring with Sting, which, you know, you wouldn't take much from that anyway. The other one, um, I think, was just a kind of generic post about liking what they were doing there, which obviously everyone would go crazy for that. But he'd also tweeted about um, who's watching Money in the Bank and in the kind of way that it didn't seem natural. It seemed like the thing a, an employee of a company would tweet out. Um, but obviously, there's been a lot of a lot of stuff emerging since um, that. I think, I believe it was Ric Flair is still under contract, but it was confirmed that Sting is not. But it's an odd one because you know the the contract he would have been under would have really just been a legends contract, um, the same kind of thing that you know the likes of uh, Boogie Man I think was under until recently that allows him to come back for little appearances. But it's mainly an image rights kind of deal. Um, you know, the same thing. Most most retired superstars or most um, kind of 
Hall of Fame type superstars have got. I, I like how I said Hall of Fame superstars after Boogeyman. Um, that wasn't deliberate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think it is. it's an odd one um, because, you know, Sting, he's, he's not the kind of person that you would ever think would be a person that would be really drawn in by money. Um, if he had been, I think we'd have seen him in WWE long before we did. Uh, yep. So it's, a, it's an odd one. I think the thing that surprised me the most, and again, it was a lot of speculation, is that everyone was saying this is probably the closest we could ever be to seeing Undertaker versus Sting yep. after the Boneyard match. Um, but I don't know. There's been little snippets over the last few years where he has said that's something that intrigues him and it's the one thing that he kind of wished they had done. Um, was getting the ring with Undertaker back when they both could have put on an amazing match. But I don't know, it's an odd one. Um, you wouldn't put it past, you know, Sting to be in AEW because he was in WCW. Maybe there's a little bit of that, you know, like in a, a rivalry um, still there. And obviously there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of people he's friends with in the company as well. It's a strange one. I, I really have no clue. It's, I, I quite like it. I have no clue. It's, <laughs> it's quite enjoyable that... I'm like, I really want to be surprised by him um, by him doing something again because I think, you know, obviously he'll make a decent living from doing conventions and I, I would guess he's the kind of guy that probably enjoys doing conventions. But man, I was a huge Sting fan as a kid, so if oh, we yeah. can see him back, I don't care where it is, just, uh, just let me see him back doing something. That would be brilliant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely. I um I watched him, you know, not not exactly right from the beginning, but um I I watched him, you know, through all through WCW and and obviously the whole Crow character. I absolutely loved that character. Um, so to have him back in any capacity is pretty is would be pretty awesome. And I um yeah, I don't know what to make of it either. I kind of thought maybe he might be attracted to. AEW simply because of how they're uh, how they have the thing going on with Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, yeah, that's um that that's the kind of thing that I thought that opened up again. You know, having the likes of him there, and even people like um I, I don't know how close he is to people like you know um Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, yeah. people like that. Uh, but you'd have to think that they've they they know each other at least, um and and they're utilizing them. I think quite well. Uh, I, I do think it's slight overkill, I'll say, in terms of bringing back the big names, but I can see why they're doing it. Um, but, you know, if Sting comes back, then I will completely take that criticism back because I'll do anything to see Sting back. So <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Um, it's an odd one. You can't really see him in that managerial role because he's, you know, the face paint and stuff, the, the, all the enigma and, you know, the mystique behind the character. Man, they could they could do it. They've got a lot of dark characters there, and I'm just just something that's popped into my head there. If I could see Sting paired with someone like Darby Allen, oh man, that's something that would excite oh, me so much great. that I would oh, that man. that would turn the tables in terms of um you know right now uh, I in the UK here we can see NXT live for not free but it's on the the cable package that I've got. Um, AEW, you have to pay a Fight TV subscription. So just by kind of proxy of it, already having paid the amount, uh, I ended up switching from AEW back to NXT. If Sting was there, and especially if it was paired with someone like Darby Allen, that would probably turn me back on watching AEW first in NXT after it's been live. So yeah, it would turn a lot of heads. I'm sure I'm not the only one that would, would do that. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I would love to. I mean, there's so much they can do with that because, I mean, even to have him come back and go up against, like, you know, to oppose Jericho as well. Yeah. Um, oh, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any any of that stuff would be amazing to see. And uh, you know, when Cody responded, I kind of got to thinking. Well, you know, Cody doesn't necessarily. I mean, he has Arn Anderson with him, but you know, if he came down and kind of supported him against Jake the Snake, there's a, there's a lot of things they can do with him. Yeah, I don't know if you guys also saw the thing that, and obviously we know that you know Cody Rhodes and. and... The other guys, they all love kind of pulling everyone's leg a little bit. But I don't know if you saw the, it's like the, they run down like the five best things of the week with Jen Decker. And it's just like a little social media thing they do. Um, but they had that this week. And in the background, there was a photo frame with um, the singer of the police sting uh, in the background. Which oh. is a nice little, yeah. <laughs> it was a nice little uh, note that I was like, oh man, that's, that's so Cody Rhodes to, to chuck that's... in something like that. That's pretty clever. That's pretty clever. Yeah. But then there's the other side of it where, again, you know, if WWE wants him and they want, like you were saying, that cinematic match, which would be amazing with Undertaker, um, if they want that, obviously they can, they can, you know, they can throw gobs of money at him too. But as you said, he's never been a money guy. So it's really going to be interesting. Like you said, I mean, nobody really knows exactly what's going to happen here. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what, what attracts him and where he goes. If he goes back with, uh, if he goes with AEW, um, again, as you said, it's, it's almost like a, a, it's almost like a retro thing because he would be back on here in America, he'd be back on TNT, which is the home of Nitro. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think of that full aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. That would definitely be, yeah. So, as like, I always say, you know, he seems like the kind of person that money was never the driving force for him. Yeah. He seems like the kind of person that, you know, has probably saved his money well as well. He's never really in the limelight for being a really flashy guy or anything. But saying that, the, the WWE side of it might not be a money side either. He might want to go work with Undertaker. Or he might really like the idea of going and being, you know, on the opposite side again with, not again with AEW, but, you know, with AEW in a kind of similar situation to what he was 15 years ago. So, yeah, it'll be really exciting to see. Um, I don't mind if we don't see him again because, you know, he's given a lot to the business, but the prospect of seeing him again is, is exciting, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Um, I want to kind of kind of switch up a little bit to some more news that we got last week, and that's uh, – Sami Zayn uh, no longer having the uh, IC title. Uh, what did you think of – what do you think of the bracket, I guess, uh, of, of the guys that they have competing for that? And what did you think of the news uh, when you heard about Sami Zayn relinquishing the, the title? Uh, I, made, I made the mistake of uh, tweeting about it pretty instantly after. And uh, it's the first time that one of my tweets ever got added to, you know, one of those Twitter moment things. And man, the amount of comments that I got that hated that decision were unreal. And it was a lot of people saying, you know, Brock Lesnar hasn't defended the title in, in such and such time when he was champion. But I kept having to repeat myself that it's a completely different situation. With Brock Lesnar, it was always stipulated in his contract behind the scenes when he was going to come back. Sami Zayn, I feel like they did have to take the championship off him. And I think it's a good thing because no matter, you know, this, we don't know how long it's going to be before he feels comfortable enough to work again. Um, so you don't want to have the championship off television for that long. 
Um, no matter who's champion, no matter what championship it is, it would definitely not be the right decision to have off television. It wouldn't do WWE any favours, and it definitely wouldn't do Sami Zayn any favours. Now there's a great you know, thing that whenever he does come back, he's got an instant storyline with whoever's got the title. Uh, and I think it's exciting, again, because it's different. The thing for me, the bracket, man, did they not... Bl- I don't want to say they blew a lot of matches early because that's saying that I didn't want to see them, really. But they gave us a lot of matches I didn't think we were going to get. Um, you know, obviously, there's the the Jeff Hardy-Sheamus thing that we've been building yeah. to that for weeks. And if that's going to be a first-round match, I thought they'd keep them apart on the bracket and maybe have them as the final. That was the, the first thing that popped into my head was, man, that's the match we're getting in the final. Um, Elias Corbin obviously had history. Uh, and then we get two, not so much random ones, I don't want to say that, but they gave us two kind of essentially dream matches for people where Styles Nakamura, people are never going to say, you know, oh, I don't want to see that match. That's a match everybody will watch. Right. And then obviously Daniel Bryan Gulak. Uh, that one was a classic and it had a very fitting end to it as well from what we know happened there. Um, but yeah. in terms of the Intercontinental Championship, I think, man, it's for me, I, I put out that I, I really want to see Seamus win it because like, I've interviewed him twice and all he's spoken about was the Intercontinental Championship and how he needs that to complete his collection. But I completely forgot that AJ Styles is in the exact same boat. So there's two potential Grand Slam champions waiting in the wings there. Um, but I really want Seamus to win it. And then I face Cesaro to come back and say uh, that he should have been in the tournament. Um, I know that's a kind of heelish thing to say, but people won't complain about Cesaro saying that because everybody wants Cesaro to win a title. Um, yes. But I think I really want Sheamus to, to win it and then have Cesaro come back. And that is a match I'm desperate to see now that they've both, you know, been through the, the full being in the bar together and stuff. But yeah, there's a yeah. lot of exciting names there. Um, I, I really don't mind any of the people that are there winning the title. <laughs> and that's a good thing, definitely. All right, guys. Oh, what a pleasure to have Mr. Cassidy on with us, as always. And we're so excited that he came and joined us this week for our show to talk about, the, to do the opening bell and talk about some current events in wrestling. As always, guys, Gary is so open to any of your uh, DMs. Hit him up online. Ask him anything you want. He's always happy to respond. And we are always happy to have him on the show. One of our favorite guys to talk to about wrestling stuff. So, Next up is another new segment that we're doing for you. This one, if you guys like debate style things, this is what we are doing, right? This is going to be called Inside the Ropes, little play on our name. And of course, we are in the ropes of the ring, right? So we are going to do, we're going to do a little bit of a debate style show here, and we're going to pick some topics. We're going to go over those topics, and Jeff and I are going to pick a side, so let's start that out, right? And the first thing we want to do, and we polled you guys about this too, to get you involved a little bit here, where do we think Sting is going to end up? So it, our topic for the day, let's sell or no sell this. Jeff, is Sting going to AE-dub? And why don't you start off, man? Sell it or no sell it? I'm selling it. I love it. I love the idea of Sting going to to AEW and for a few reasons. I I think that Sting, you know, and this is weird to say, but I I feel like he still feels like he has something to prove. And, you know, I think he's done all he can in the WWE. There's one match that hasn't happened that I know a lot of fans want to see, but I think for Sting, 
this opens up a brand new avenue of different things for him and that character. I'd love to see him with someone like uh, Darby Allen. I'd, I'd love to see that. Uh, just to see that kind of mentor mentee relationship. Mm, that's a good I'd call. look, I'd love to see him get back into the ring with someone like Chris Jericho or Matt Hardy. Can you imagine the build between Jericho and Sting or Matt Hardy and Sting? And I think with those two guys, the reason why I point those two guys out is because those are guys that are veteran wrestlers that can hide some of the deficiencies in Sting's abilities at this point and not to diminish what he's done, but the man is 61 years old, okay? So to have someone in the ring that's a veteran that he would feel safe with that could kind of help him out through the match, I think would be fantastic. But I also think this gives Sting an opportunity to have some poetic justice. The last time we saw Sting on TNT television was the final episode of Monday Nitro against Ric Flair. How awesome would it be to see Sting go out on his own terms on the network that he helped make, you know, a show, I mean, incredibly popular in uh, WCW Monday Nitro. How awesome would it be for him to be able to go out on top on a network that he used to be on, on a brand that is up and coming and doing some great things in the wrestling industry. So for those reasons, I'm selling this. I want to see Sting in, in AEW. All right, man. Well, that's one side of the equation for me. I am. No sell on this or I am. I am no selling this man. I don't want to see Sting in AEW because I want Sting to stay in WWE, re-sign with the company that he's been with now and has that Legends contract with, have WWE bring him back. And the reason why, it's pretty simple, guys, Undertaker. I want that match between Sting and Undertaker in the worst way. Uh, loved Sting's character, loved the Crow Sting character, and that's the character he'd been portraying when he came back uh, with Triple H. All you know that, that that time in the ring with Seth and that. Uh, that's the character I want to see all in black with the baseball bat and the white uh, painted face. And I want to see him in a cinematic match with the undertaker. Cause now we know guys that they have the capability of doing this. They, you know, it's easy for them to do it. They did it in money in the bank a little bit too. So now that that's the case, it wouldn't tax both of their bodies so much and they can go ahead and film an amazing cinematic match. And, you know, hey, who knows where it could be? I mean, you know, Sting used to be up in the rafters. It could, they could pick something gothic a little bit, like a, I don't know, like an old style 
Gothic church or a building or something along those lines. Uh, this, this would be the ultimate fan match. And boy, oh boy, if they advertise this for something like SummerSlam coming up and they still maybe don't have the fan capacity in the building that they know that they're, they're not going to get for a little while, what a better way to promote a match than to have a buildup for Sting Undertaker, which is so many fans' ultimate match. So yeah, man, I'm 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 saying no sell. I want him to remain right where he is because that's the match that I want to see for Sting to go out on and to end his career on. And then hey, stick around maybe a little bit longer. We saw the Undertaker just signed an amazingly long contract with WWE. <laughs> so why can't they do the same for Sting and give him that money and have him stay on to do whatever? If they want him to have little one-off appearances here and there, um, they can always do that too so man i'm no selling this one so up next our next topic is and we know we've got a match coming up with brody lee and with john moxley in aew for the title so jeff are you selling or no selling that brody lee can beat john moxley for that belt sell all day long i love it um i think you know, I think we're starting to see, at least we got this change the last couple of weeks, we're starting to see what this Exalted One character can do and how powerful he can be. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people out there may say, well, Moxley just got the belt. I understand that. But let me let me break that down for a little bit. I think, and this is no slight to John Moxley, I think Moxley as the chaser in terms of a title is better than him holding the title. I'd love to see him drop the belt and start something long-term with Brody Lee and, and kind of have this um, back and forth feud with the dark order. And, you know, let's say Moxley loses this weekend he can come back and now he can start taking out different members of the dark order to get back to Brody Lee. And I think, you know, in terms of Brody Lee and being the exalted one, I think you know, it's almost like his, his rightful place at some point for him to not only be the exalted one of the dark order, but to be the guy in AEW and have the belt. So I'm going to sell this because I love Brody Lee and I think this could lead to some dynamic storytelling. All right, man. Well, there you got that one side of it right for me. It is no way, no how that Moxley's losing that title, at least not this soon. Um, and while I see some of your points, Jeff, I can't see it happening. Moxley is over with everyone there. And yeah, there's no fans in the building, but look, they built that up so long for him to get this belt from Jericho. There's no way they're going to do it right now. And especially not with the dark order that's been, hey, let's just say it's been kind of average. It's been kind of meh. 
it hasn't exactly been what I wanted it to be so far. And I'm not going to, there's no way that now, now who knows, maybe it changes. Maybe they get Rowan in there as well. The two big men together and, and, and look, yeah, Matt, I, that, you know, that would be threatening to anyone, especially a lone wolf like Moxley, but not this soon, not right now. They're not taking that belt off of John Moxley, at least not yet. Look, they had him beat Jake Hager, um, and Jake Hager was built up to be this unbeatable dude as well. Nobody can take out Hager, and Moxley beat Hager too. Um, I'm not saying I'm a huge Moxley fan, never did, but listen, I just don't think there's any way that at this point, so quick in the title reign, that they that they take that belt off of John Moxley right now. So, man, I'm no selling this all the way. I don't think there's any way Brody Lee wins that match. I think there might be some screwy stuff going on, interference maybe on the Dark Order's part, and maybe that's how Moxley walks out the winner. But I, there's no way that Moxley's losing this belt, not this soon. And then our last topic in this segment is – but everybody's been talking about this, the hacker, the SmackDown hacker, right? Well, we all have seen now two consecutive times that this hacker thing has been the same vignette two times in a row, right? On Money in the Bank. And then we, you know, we, we didn't get the payoff. We thought we were getting on Money in the Bank. And now we've got this, the video that just came out on Friday. Again, no payoff, no real anything. So Jeff, sell or no sell, that this storyline, this storyline with this hacker being drawn out, is good for that storyline. Sell, 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 and more sell. And if it, if anyone is a listener of our podcast, you know one of my favorite things to talk about is long term storytelling. And I think you know, for wrestling fans today, we get a storyline. And then we we immediately want it to be paid off. We want to see something happen almost instantaneously. And what I would say to that is this this particular storyline, in my opinion, has been done so well to this point that I feel like it needs a longer build because I think we're going to get a few swerves. A lot of people are saying this is um, – this is Mustafa Ali. I think he's involved. But I think we get more in terms of a faction out of this. I love the fact that they're dropping little clues here and there. The green. And shout out to uh, C Wrestling for, for doing that uh, theory video. Uh, but the green, I personally, I think that represents an old saying that people are green with envy. Uh, so I think we could see some envious people not liking the spots that they're in, wanting to join this faction because this gives them an opportunity to have some limelight. But I will say, I also like what our buddy PB Green, shout out to PB, uh, what he said. This may involve the, uh, the cast of the backstage show. I'd love to see that. Uh, so I think drawing this out a little bit longer and maybe waiting until we get a crowd to see a, a reaction and get the pop that this deserves. I think that's the best way to go. That's my opinion. Joe, where, where are you on this buddy? Where am I? Well, let's see. Um, 
No sell. I listen. I I like storylines to a point, and uh, I'm I'm a fan of storylines. But man, with this thing, they've built this up already so tremendously high that there's been theory after theory after theory. When is this guy going to attack? And so far, we've seen just one thing that he kind of gotten involved in, and that's the Mandy Rose storyline. I mean, what are, what are we going to do? Are we going to do this and you know do one and then skip two pay per views and then do another? Come on. That's getting a little ridiculous. Um, I think people want a payoff. And I'm going to speak at least this time and right now for those of you who want instant gratification because I think we need something. I mean, the coordinates that were given to us, uh, everybody was following that on Twitter and the message and the coordinates saying that, hey, money in the bank was the coordinates. Well, what was it the coordinates for? Um, him making a video and showing it on money in the bank? Come on. We need something a little bit better than that. Um, yeah, look, it, it, this has been going on for a long enough time now. Give me something. Give me a, give me a character. One person. If this is going to be a faction, that's all well and good. But give me a character already. My goodness. Give me, give me something. We all pretty much think it's Ali. Uh, let me see Ali's face for crying out loud. Give me something. And then if you want to draw it out, that's fine. Bring in other characters along the line. We've done that and seen that before in factions all the time where one person starts, then another joins, then another joins. So, yeah, look, just, just give me it already. Give me something. Stop drawing this out. And, and let's go with this hacker storyline. Let's get it going already. You know, there's been rumors out there. They're waiting on this now, maybe waiting to get fans in the building. Just stop. We don't know when we're going to get fans in the building. We have no clue when that's going to happen, when they're going to allow it. So, you know, come on, let's go WWE. I want to see resolution to this and I want to see it right now. I want to see it this week on SmackDown. I want to see something. Give me something on this already. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, man. Hey, this was fun. Um, I hope you guys like this segment. And this is something we're going to be doing every week on the show. And what we want from you guys for this Give us ideas. Um, send us ideas in for what you would like to hear us debate. It doesn't necessarily have to be current events. Um, it doesn't have to be things that are going on in the world right now because we've got a first segment devoted to that. This could be anything. So you want to throw us some classic stuff like, I don't know, should Andre the Giant have beaten Hulk Hogan? Uh, or I mean, vice versa, flip that around. Should Hulk Hogan have beaten Andre the Giant? Uh, I, it doesn't matter. Throw us your ideas for our debate segment and Jeff and I will gladly do that and gladly take a point and a counterpoint on those ideas. So as always, send that stuff out to us. We love to hear from you guys as well. So coming up next, guys, here we have 6.05. It is the 6.05 time. It is time for Mr. Adam Rotella. And we welcome him in every week on our show. And he is going to talk to us about Carnyland. Welcome, Mr. Adam Rotella, sir. And how are you doing this week? Hey, everybody. I am so excited. And I know that you guys are, are just as excited because we were talking off the air. Coming tomorrow is going to be Carney Land. Now, I know that we don't have any idea what this is going to be. But let me, let, let me tell you guys something that I do know about our president, our owner, Mr. William Patrick Corgan. I know that he is a huge 
circus fan. So having, having that in our mindset, Carney Land could be anything from uh, 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 bearded ladies and bearded wrestlers all the way to a, to a only social media presentation of wrestling, which I'm actually kind of leaning towards myself. And uh, in, in my video that I just released today that I would love for everyone here to go check out after this, I actually deconstruct one of the first things that David Lagana and William Patrick Corgan ever did together. It's called, uh, it's called 30 Days. And what, what that is, is Billy Corgan and David Lagana rented an RV and for 30 days they drove across America and they documented the whole process. And this was kind of a, a proof of concept for what 10 pounds of gold was going to be. So David Lagana wanted to show Billy Corgan that yes, we could produce documentaries every day about a traveling champion. And during that documentary, uh, Billy Corgan actually lays out a very specific social media plan where it's where you live on social media. You create your own world, which kind of sounds like Carney Land to me. You mm. get people to come to you, and then you 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 get people to share this because the cheapest thing that you can do in this day of age is to create content at scale put it on the internet and then get other people to share it for you. So you don't have to pay for distribution. All you have to do is make good content. So that's kind of what my video was about today, deconstructing that. Do you guys have any idea what Carney Land can be? What are your guys' theories? That's an interesting thought um, there that you, that you came up with because uh, when you're watching things on TV, um, obviously everything due to the circumstances we have is going through some sort of social media phase. So the talk shows, I mean, they're yeah. talking from home and talking to guests from home. Um, I was even watching a TV series um, called, I think it's called, was called Dispatches from Elsewhere. And the way they ended that show was very, very unique where they had people from all over the world mm -hmm. um, do submissions online and and they had parts of that in the show. So that's a really good call. Well, um, hey, honestly, hey let, yeah. me, let, let me piggyback off of that for a second because I just got done watching this video where, Patrick, uh, where William Patrick Corgan does go into that philosophy. And the reason he's talking about this is because his kid is asking him, hey, how did you start? And, and Billy Corgan goes, you know what? I wouldn't even worry about playing in bars anymore. I wouldn't even worry about playing in shows anymore. I would put all your focus on, on putting content on the internet. You know, because if you can get 20,000, 30,000 people from around the world to buy into what you're doing, and let's say they put out a DVD or they put out a, a, a vinyl record, can you get 500 people to buy that out of 30,000 people? Can you get 1,000 people to buy that? And at least then you have a starting point. So yeah, man, the NWA being worldwide and really focusing hardcore on social media for these next few months until they can run shows again, is my opinion, the best option that we have at the moment. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Jeff, what, what do you think it's going to be? You know, like I told you before, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> but I can tell you that I will be watching. I will be glued 
See, uh, and, and, that's, and that's the thing, Jeff, just because so many people have no idea what it is and the NWA is so tight lipped. I mean, the, the, the office of the NWA, I think, is like three or four people. So there's no one talking to the dirt sheets. There's no there, there's no spoilers or scoops getting out. And the fact that we don't know really piques our interest for what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's super exciting, man. Like I and and again, uh, you know, if it if they are reaching out and they're going to do something that's going to involve everyone, it would play along with their whole thing that we always talk about and how they really involve a lot of people with social media. Um, even the the wrestlers and talking to people and stuff like that are are so involved with their fans. This could be even something bigger than that that may be, involve even more and more people, and that's really exciting. Exactly, man. Like the NWA is so unique that way because we are at a stage right now where the wrestlers are easily able to interact with everyone that that tries to interact with them. And I and I and I I, I want to just really reiterate that fact that you know if you want to talk to Nick Aldis, if you want to talk to Thunder Rosa, and you send out a tweet to them, th there's there's more likely that you're going to get a response back from them than from anyone else in any other company. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, I've got to say, man, that's, that's why I love it. Um, you, you, you know, we've done that ourselves. I mean, Jeff and yeah. I were, were blessed with interviews with, uh, with Thunder Rosa, with Zicky Dyson. Really all we did was reach out and they were kind <laughs> enough to, to get right back. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I love it. I love it, man. You, I, I got more time if you guys got some questions that you're here to ask for the do. audience. Today. Yes. Yeah, we do actually. That's um, what we, we call a segue in the business, yes. baby. Yes. That's right. <laughs> uh, love it love it um we do we have a couple of questions as always from the community um first one is from creed creed c-r-e-e-d he says who is your favorite faction of all time which actually plays into our show anyway because we we had a poll question out there about about factions good and bad but he said who is your favorite faction in wrestling of all time could be any company he says aew wwe japan what mm -hmm. is your favorite ever faction? You know what? I, I'll say something completely off the wall because it was only a two-person faction and they were only together for a little while, but they were so much fun together. I'm going to go The Rock and Sock Connection. Ooh, nice. Yes. <laughs> you got to love those jackets, man. Those jackets were so cool that they had. If I could find a Rock and Sock jacket, I, I, I would buy that immediately. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they were fun, man. They really were. Uh, the vignettes they did, yeah. the, the promos, classic. Absolutely classic. Jeff, man, go ahead. It's really simple. It only takes four fingers. Yeah, baby. That you got to hold up, and that's the four horsemen. Mm. Um, doesn't matter who was in it, which rotating parts were in it. They, they just represent excellence, and um, – so, yeah, Four Horsemen all day long. Oh, man, absolutely. Absolutely classic faction. For me, well, it's for life, right? And I'm oh. for life, man. Yeah, the man. NWO. Now, I'm not talking when we went red and blue <laughs> and yellow and green. Um, I'm talking the original NWO. Um, and we just we were talking with Brandy a little bit about this because talking about the Undertaker and Million Dollar Man when Million Dollar Man ended up being the benefactor for the NWO, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So when Hogan and Nash and Hall came together and the merchandise and the vignettes and the promos, um, absolutely loved it. And 
I forever will always be NWO black and white for life, baby. So I absolutely, man, love me some NWO and, uh, and always will. So, yeah. uh, you know, dude, I mean, when, when you talk about merch and I know that days loves talking about merch too, those that that's one of the most iconic shirts ever. Right. I think yep. it, I, I'm pretty sure it goes sto Well, in my, in my, in my humble opinion, stone cold NWO Hulkamania everybody else yes yeah yes definitely uh, and they still i think i think wwe shop just had an nwo box on there not that long ago so God, it's crazy. still it yeah it's still huge i mean to this day and you're not really seeing it anymore I'm, I'm they're probably getting ready maybe for the hall of fame when they get them in there but um yeah man absolutely nwo for life baby yeah, so um and we let's see we got another question here now this is this one's an interesting one this comes from jackson oak jackson's a uh, big member of the days community he says if you could interview anyone who is not a wrestler who would it be who well uh i am a huge jimmy buffett fan so i'd Ooh. say I'd, I'd love to talk to jimmy buffett but not just talk to jimmy buffett you know that that guy flies his own planes i'd love to take a plane ride with jimmy buffett to some island and just sip some margaritas and just chill out with the guy <laughs> wasting away without yeah, man. margarita bill. yeah man <laughs> <laughs> nice that's awesome jeff man what about you buddy all right, this is going to be a little bit out of left field. Um, but I would love to interview Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That would be a hell of an interview. <laughs> and, you know, and just, just to see how many times he would say the word. And you know what word I'm talking about. The F-bomb. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, listen, I just want to – I just love to have a counter on the screen and just see how many times we can rack that thing up. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Plus, he, plus he's cool. So, I, I love his work. So Got to watch out for those snakes on the plane, though. The sna <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't take a plane ride with him, man. That, uh, that would no. be a dangerous thing. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. I've got two, and they're pretty much from my childhood, both of them. Well, obviously, one can't happen anymore because the man had recently passed away, and that is Stan Lee. Mm -hmm. um, big fan uh, growing up of comic books, and I've uh, watched many documentaries about Stan's career. Um, uh, you know, he influenced my childhood in many, many ways with all of the creations that he did and still is today with all of the films and the movies and stuff now that they were bought by Disney and, and his work will forever be, you know, enshrined in everyone's mind and, and will never go away. It's timeless. And, and Stan would have loved to sit down and talk with Stan Lee, the other one, and I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan. So um, Roger Staubach, the quarterback of the Cowboys from the 1970s sure. um, and into the eighties a little bit. Um, he is why I started watching them and um, learned a little bit about his career, how he was in the military um, and uh, always my favorite cowboy and would have loved to have the opportunity to have sit down with him at one point and, and just talked about his career, talked about football and, and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, those two guys are probably um, the people who I would have loved to have sit down and talk to at some point. 
That so, was a great question, man. That was a fantastic question. It was yeah. very good question yeah. by Jackson Oak. Thank you, sir, for that one as well. And um, so well, let's see, we have one more thing here. Uh, cool. Um, where is it here? Oh, uh, let's see. It says, what do you think? Okay, well, this one obviously was before the Becky situation. So that came out a little bit before what happened with, we all know with Becky's announcement. So um, this one asks, and this was from Amanda Catherine. Um, she asks, what do you think is next for the women's division uh, now that Becky is gone? Well, I, I think that the women's division of uh, that startup promotion in the Northeast is completely, <laughs> completely wide open right now. I mean, Becky leaving is, uh, you know, she she fell into that she fell into that role very serendipitously, just getting her nose broken, and she really ran with that, my man. I mean, talk about taking a uh, talk about taking a negative, a broken nose, and making it into a positive. She definitely did that. And now with Becky gone, man, the, the market is wide open. I mean, Charlotte Flair obviously comes to mind. Shayna Baszler has been crushing it on promos lately. So I, 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 I could see some of that going on. Maybe a little bit more Shayna Baszler because people want that hard, that, that hard champion because they're used to Becky now. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think, Jeff? I honestly think we get a little more parity uh, than we've had in, in oh. quite some time, um, mm -hmm. you know, obviously, you know, they're, they're called the four horse women. So Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Uh, but I think we start to see some emergence from others like uh, Liv Morgan, like Bianca Belair, uh, Shayna Baszler. And uh, I, I think we start to see some of them elevate and, you know, it's, it's wide open right now, but, I'm really looking forward to what happens because no matter who it is, in my opinion, I think they'll have some phenomenal matches with Oscar and Oscar's uh, so freaking entertaining. So I think, you know, whoever they decide to, you know, have her feud with next, I think it'll be uh, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. We were talking with uh, Mr. Cassidy a little bit uh, on an interview that we're going to have a, coming out a little bit later in the week. And I had mentioned to him, and I don't know when this exactly crossed my mind, but how cool would it be now that Becky steps aside and suddenly Rhonda comes in to take advantage of it because yeah. we all know the heat she was getting with the, with the things she was talking about and how she couldn't stand the fans and whatnot. And now what kind of heel heat would she get if she just stepped in now and Becky is gone and make her look even more like she didn't want to come back with Becky still in the picture. So um, I, I would love to see them play on that a little bit, uh, play on that storyline and maybe bring Rhonda back now. Uh, because again, it would generate so much heel heat, but yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I think it's wide open now as well. Um, there's going to be chances given to people who there may have not Nia Jax being one of them. Um, mm. Tamina, of course, we saw her wrestling Bailey. So um, I'm still thinking we're getting that Bailey Sasha thing happening too. And it seems like it's gonna after the Charlotte appearance this past week. So 
Um, yeah, I think it's wide open. They've got a great women's division in WWE. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Absolutely. Let me, let, me, let me jump in and maybe cause a little controversy out there in the days community. What do you yep. guys think about the timing of Becky leaving and the timing? Yeah, hey, I'm very happy that she's starting a family and all of that. But don't you think that this run was going so well? Couldn't she have waited another two to three years to have a kid? I think this is... In my, I mean, man, I would have ridden out that ride like there was no tomorrow, my man, and started a family two to three years down the line. That's a good point. I think Jeff mentioned that. Um, that there, there have been people out there saying that uh, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, very good point. Very good counterpoint to it as well. I mean, you, yeah, she definitely could have, have planned things. I mean, you never know. Things happen. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Things yeah. do happen, right? Like, <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not going to tell the day's community how the birds and the bees happen no, here, right? No, no, no. We, we'll save other podcasts to go into that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, she, who knows what, and again, who knows when and where and what capacity she does come back because you never know. I mean, look, you know, you become, she might, a, not, she might not ever be back. That's I right. mentioned, I mentioned that I mentioned that uh, there's no guarantee that, that she does come back because you never know. Like I said, especially with it being a relationship where you have two wrestlers together. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not going to come to a point where neither one of them are going to be home with the child. So um, yeah, she may be the one that just decides to say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I want to be a mom now full time. And I don't want to come back. So yeah, that's I just, that's I just think, I, I just think Seth was a little bit tired of Becky being more over than him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll leave it there, gentlemen. I, 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 I'm going to take off before I get in any more trouble on the Insiders podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go, man! What a way to go! <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for having me. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man. <laughs> thank Bye, you. guys. Bye, bye. Take care. Bye, bye. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that segment with Adam Rotella, and I hope you will tune in on Tuesday to see what this Carneyland thing is going to be all about. What is it? What's it going to be? Is it what we theorized a little bit with Adam? Who knows? But tune in on Tuesday night and check that out on NWA's YouTube site, as always. And we hope you enjoyed the Q&A. Hey, guys, you know what? We're running out of Q&A. We're running a little low. So get in your Q&A questions to us. Let us know what you want us to answer for you because we're going to keep doing that. Um, and if Adam can join us, that's even better. If he can't, for some reason, we'll do that for you. So send us those Q&A questions as always, and we will answer your questions as well. Coming up now, guys, the moment you have all been waiting for. The faction war for week one is finally over. And I am going to announce the winner coming right up and also the next faction challenge so that is coming straight up as always guys before we go to that please like and subscribe to our channel if you are enjoying our content and we hope you are um and we appreciate all of you guys who already have jeff and i have said this we wouldn't be here without you and you know please let us know as always your opinions your input good or bad let us know what you think we are doing well and what maybe we're not doing so well again that's the only way we can grow but hit that like hit that subscribe to the channel and check us out on all podcast forums and without further ado 
Let's go over and talk about who wins the faction war. All right, everyone, it is now that time of the show, the time you have all been waiting for for this past few weeks, the time to announce the winner of the first faction challenge. You guys voted. The poll was out there for almost an entire week, and we have our winners. So with me to help us announce the winner is Jody. Jody, tell the guys who won the challenge. All right, so it was a really close race. It came down to uh, 44% versus 40%. Um, but the people who came out on top was the Defiance with uh, Cult of Feelings in second place. Everybody did a really, really great job, and uh, congratulations to the Defiance. Absolutely, man. Congratulations to the Defiance, the first faction challenge winner with their wrestling character by the name of penance we put out all the pictures to let you guys check them all out um, those guys even came up with a complete description for their wrestler as well so very cool stuff and again congrats to everyone else who participated the second place winner cult of fiendlings as well as uh, king coasters who came in third um, the point system that we came up with with the standings for all time uh, will award points to those three teams three two and one and listen for anyone else who has not joined in yet they, you can join in anytime so basically if you want to bring get a faction together i know there are some of you out there looking for people you still can uh, make just make sure that you let us know you're doing so and send us in some sort of logo for your team so we can share that with everyone else so there is still time for you all to do that and again doesn't have to be four people you can do a three person two person one person faction if you would like to do that as well so again thank you all for the submissions from everybody thank you all for the people who voted in that poll i know the poll was up there for a long time and uh thank you for doing that and thank you all for participating as well um now as far as next week is concerned i'm going to get to the new challenge in a second but before i get into that the poll thing um, look, we had a little bit of, um, a little bit of friction out there with this one. Um, so kind of to avoid that next week, we're not going to have that poll out there for as long of a time. Um, the poll is going to go out and once we get the, um, once we get the people sent the submissions into us, uh, we're going to put the vote out there and then we're going to throw the poll up. The poll is going to be out there for a very, very limited time. And by that, I mean, it's going to be out there for five minutes. Five minutes is what you're going to get. And now listen, I know there might be some challenges with this where you might have people who aren't on, whatever the case might be. But look, when we send these out there, it's going to be usually around the time of our podcast, which means it's going to be a little bit later. Um, so you're going to have to let your teammates know that this is when, and we'll give you enough notice um, to know when the poll is going to go up. We get the five-minute vote, and it's an ABC poll, and then the winner is chosen. We're not going to leave a poll up for an entire week uh, because, unfortunately, we had some people saying that shenanigans were happening, and that's not what we want. So this is a fun thing, guys, and like I had said, it's it's a it's a bragging rights competition. That's, that's really all it is. You know, other than that, there's no prizes involved. There's nothing else involved. So, you know, listen, there's no reason to get flustered about it. You guys all are just supposed to be having fun while doing this. And that's what we want as well. So let me get to the next challenge for you all. I know you've all been waiting for this. So the next challenge is going to be, so a challenge needs a championship, right? So a challenge needs a belt. 
and we are going to get to the next challenge and that that's what the challenge is the challenge is going to be for you guys to design a title belt for this so the the title belt is going to have um you're going to get it's going to be four sections similar to the wrestler thing you had four parts so four sections four members are going to design basically the belt so the first is the belt strap and color the second is the front plate the third is the side plates and the last are going to be the final touches which is going to be extra side plates belt studs uh maybe extra decorations maybe the display case and stand for the belt so the four things Again, if you have a faction of three, you got to work a little bit harder. If you've got a faction of one, you're doing it on your own. You're doing it on yourself. So um, so that is the next challenge. It's, it's for the championship belt that the people who win these things are going to win in the bragging rights and in the faction challenge. So there you go, guys. The challenges are set. The winner has been announced. Congratulations again to the Defiance and to all who came and did this challenge. So that is our community shoot guys. And if you're expecting this, the usual stuff, the art bombs, the, the collections, we're going to get back to those. Uh, we haven't forgotten about them, uh, but when we do the, the faction stuff and we do the announcements, it's going to take a little bit longer at the end of the show. Um, so we're going to get back to those starting next week. So please keep sending those things into us. Uh, send the art, send the challenge, send the collections that you've been sending and all of your other, uh, things that you guys do, send them into us so we can put those and tag those at the end of the show. All right, guys, congrats to the winner of the faction war for this week. And we hope that you are going to enjoy the next challenge that we just put out to you. And we can't wait to see what that's going to be. You guys did so well with all of those, uh, with all of your artwork that you did for the first challenge for the creator wrestler challenge. We can't wait to see what you come up with this one. And uh, we're getting some more people looking to join. So you're always welcome. Um, no one is out of it. So if you got in on it a little bit late, please send us over the DMs. Send us your logo and we will certainly include you in the next challenge. So guys, listen, it was a jam-packed show today. We had a little bit of everything. We had some Gary Cassidy, who we always love to talk to, and his interview is going to come up as well. We will have the whole interview with Gary for you. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, such a packed week ahead. Um, Jeff, man, I can't talk anymore. I'm losing my voice. Why don't you take <laughs> us out of here, buddy? Well, you know, again, thank you guys for your continued support and uh, listening to us and, and doing everything, you know, that you have uh, to spread the word about the Insiders Wrestling Podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, we're continuing to evolve. Um, you know, we hope you enjoy this week uh, with Abby's Window being live. We're really excited about that. And um, also, last thing I'll mention, if you have not purchased your Insiders Wrestling Podcast merchandise, please do so. I will put a link in the description of this video. So if you're interested in buying your merch, you can do so. So thank you all for your support. And uh, Joe, it was fun, yeah. buddy. 
That's a great point, guys. I'll, I'll get that out to you guys on social media as well. Um, I'll put the link out there on Twitter and on uh, our Facebook group and even in our Instagram. I'll get that out for you as well. Yes, definitely. That the, They are really well-made shirts. Um, I've been wearing mine to work and stuff like that. So, uh, and, and, and hey, it's a, it's a really cool-looking logo. And thanks to Jeff for helping us out, the other Jeff, uh, with that logo, man. So, yeah, get out there and do that. That would be amazing to see you supporting us in that way Whew, guys what a show um we have really enjoyed spending time with you again and man join us throughout the week for our content that we have and man we can't wait to talk to you guys live on abby's window i will echo jeff's statements from jeff from myself and from gary cassidy and adam that joined us as well guys we will see you all again next week and Take care, everybody. Have a great week.